from the galaxy vibes if you're new here this is a podcast where we like to talk about the tough stuff we like to heal here talk about things that nobody else wants to talk about i like to just sometimes well most of the time share the experiences that i went through maybe that it helped somebody else and sometimes people are too afraid to talk about certain things or they're not comfortable with talking about it and if you never get that out, you can never heal that, that aspect of your life. So, and I just want everybody to feel comfortable and feel like this is family. This is, this is a, a circle of, of friends or, you know, circle of loved ones. I want to feel like, I want it to feel like you're getting a big warm hug <laughs> and a smile and a laugh or something every time you come here. So welcome and if you're not new here welcome back i know it's been a minute y'all family (laughs) it's been a second but you know sometimes you have to step back and reassess things and reevaluate your life and figure out what it is that you really want to do and sometimes old wounds come up and in order to heal those things you have to go through a dark period or you have to go through a period of assessment so you can readjust some things so well, we're back. <laughs> and it's something that I really want to talk about. I'm just going to share. And it's abandonment issues. And this is something that I went through personally in my life. And I know it's a lot of people that go through that as well. So I just want to touch on this, the topic just to pretty much put it out there. Because sometimes we act in we act a certain way in our daily life or in our relationships with people and we don't understand why we feel this way or why things are happening this way and we tend to see a cycle or a pattern of those things happening and it's all because we have issues that maybe we got in childhood that we have never dealt with and we have never released or we never talked about because it's not popular to talk about things that have hurt you or it's not popular to share your heart or to open up we we always hear oh well get over it or you'll be okay or don't let nobody see your weakness don't let anybody see that you're you're going through something you're suffering from something you have to be strong you have to do this you have to do that when in all actuality you don't you must heal unless you want to keep going through the same cycles over and over again you have to heal it life is about lessons And once we learn these lessons, we can move on to something and have true happiness and joy in our lives. And also, it's something that if we have children, we won't pass that down to our children. And I'm a big advocate for that. Breaking generational curses, not passing things down to your children, if you can help that, you know. So, yeah, today we're going to talk about abandonment issues. And... I just want to start out with a quote that I saw earlier on um, the internet when I was doing a little research. So the quote that I saw was, never let the sadness of your past and the fear of your future ruin the happiness of your present. And we're going to dive a little deep into that quote in just a second, but y'all already know what it is. I'm going to have, um, at the end, I'm going to have some crystals that you can use to help with healing. And I'm also going to have a positive affirmation that's really going to help jumpstart your healing process. So you can either write that affirmation down or just play it back and repeat it to yourself. And it's not going to solve your problems after saying it one time or it might, I don't know. But once we get in that healthy mindset of feeding ourselves something more positive, then that will help us on our journey. Alright y'all, so let's get started. Okay, so before we dive into what having abandonment issues is, or before we dive into the definition of it, let's go over what this quote is about. So the quote that I um want to talk about is, is saying never let the sadness of your past and the fear of your future ruin the happiness of your present so this comes down to your mind any traumas or issues that we go through it starts in the mind so we can't let the sadness of what happened to us in the past carry over 
into what we're dealing with at the present moment. And then we can't jump to the future and say, well, this is what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. Blah, blah, blah. How do we know what's going to happen in the future if we haven't even gone through it yet? We have the power to change what we may think will happen in the future by by doing certain things in the present moment. So that's just like to say, if you dealt with, okay, let's say abandonment. Say one of your parents, um, you got divorced. They got divorced when you were younger. And that, and you were separated from both of your parents. And that really put a, a hold on your, on your life. Like it really messed you up inside um, because you felt like one of your parents was leaving you. You can't say, well, in the future, this will happen to my children. Or in the future, this is everybody that I love and care about is going to leave me. When it hasn't even happened yet in the future. What you can do is focus on the present moment. Focus on building positive relationships with people that you're already in an alignment with. And the people who the people who are not in alignment with you, it's okay to detach from those people because they're not in alignment with you. You don't owe them anything. So it's it's important to to focus on your happiness in the present moment, and that will that will push your future to be the same as your present to be happy. Why would you want to forecast something gloomy in your future that hasn't even happened yet? Okay, so just focus on being happy in the present. Don't worry about what happened before, and don't worry about what's going to happen because it hasn't happened yet. And something that is in the past is it's no longer a part of your life. It's something that happened before you, before you got to the present moment. Okay, so be of good cheer, good courage. So let's break down abandonment issues. Let's break down the traumas behind it. Let's 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 heal and grow right now, okay? Alright. Okay, I know you're probably wondering, like, where does this even start? Where does abandonment issues even begin? Like, what what causes this? So, abandonment issues start when a child experiences a traumatic event, um, when they lose a loved one, or say a person leaves their life unexpectedly, and they turn to they tend to carry the fear of losing people that they love in the future. So abandonment issues is just a form of anxiety and fear. And you constantly dread the thought of losing the ones you love most. And sometimes we hold on to the people who are supposed to be out of our lives out of fear of abandonment or fear of being alone or fear of not feeling wanted or loved or appreciated or needed. Like we, if we have... Say we have a friend that we know is not really our friend and they show us that they're really not our friend, but we hold on to this person because we don't want to feel alone or we don't want to feel like we're not popular or we're not loved by somebody, even if they show us that they do not care at all about us. We don't, it's, it's an anxiety, it's a fear. It's like, this person has to leave my life. But I can't let them go. I can't. Even though they hurt me or they treat me horribly or they talk about me, I can't let them out of my life. I can't let them go. What am I going to do without them? What would they do without me? Like, I can't. No. But in all actuality, you have to let these people go because then you make room for people who actually love and care about you. Because if you have a rotten friend and you try to bring in somebody new, um, or try to bring in somebody that's in alignment with you, that person will try to sabotage your whole friendship. Or you might try to self-sabotage. So you don't want this, you want to people please. You don't want the person that is not supposed to be in your life to feel like you don't care about them. Or you're afraid of that they're going to talk about you or spill your secrets or whatever the case may be. So you don't want to let them go. But we have to do it. Or we have the fear of being truly just truly alone like even if you don't care about what people say behind your back or once they leave you you just don't want to be alone because being alone is very for some people it's very isolating it's very depressing it's very boring but being alone is not a bad thing 
it's not. It's where you find your peace. It's where you find your creative ideas. It's where you figure out who you are and what you should be doing. Because you yourself or you, you're the you're the best company. You're the best person to run your ideas by because it's you that's going to be doing it, not somebody else. You control what you want. Nobody else does. And if nobody likes your ideas, nobody likes what you have to say or what you, how you think or how you move or how creative your creativity, then they're not meant to be in your life. Find some people who vibrate at the same level as you, who find that your creativity or your mind is a beautiful thing. And if you don't find anybody like that, be comfortable in you believing in you or you loving yourself. It's hard to do, but it's not impossible. Because all impossible is is saying I am possible or I'm possible. Okay? <laughs> okay, so we create a phobia of letting go of people or things that's no longer meant to be in our lives. And we hold on way too tight or for too long. And sometimes even after the person or things is gone, we still tend to hold on to the memories or we hold on to the pain when we should let go because it's eating us up on the inside. And this creates blockages in our lives. And how can how can you build sustainable things or stable things in your life or in your mind if something is always blocking you? If somebody wants to leave, let them. Sometimes people have to go on their own journey or some people have to heal their own wounds and they don't know how to, to, to stay around you or to pacify your wounds or to be there for you in the way you need them to be. Sometimes people just don't know how to do that. And it's not personal. It's just a way of life. So having these issues can also damage relationships in adulthood. So the things that you, the traumas that you go through as a child, feeling abandonment, it will trickle down into your adulthood if those things are not handled. And it will affect your relationships um, and the way you handle people. So there's always a constant fear that people will leave you. So there might be things we do out of desperation to keep the person around, even if it's unhealthy for us to do so. And I'm going to list some of the things that we might do. And I know I've done in order to keep somebody around. And I didn't even realize that I was doing it. It was like a learned habit. And it was something that I learned as a child. And I realized that I've been doing this for so long that I didn't even realize I was doing it. And sometimes people don't don't know what it is. So they can't tell you what you're doing. Or they might tell you and you don't see it. So it's like, I'm not doing that. Like, what are you talking about? I'm not that type of person. But it's like, yes, you are. <laughs> you're doing this. But it can it can be fixed. It can be reversed. So some of the things are people pleasing. When you are in a relationship or a friendship or just, you know, at a job or something like that, people pleasing comes from when you want to just make someone happy. And when you feel like you're, you know, doing something to make somebody happy, you think in your mind, well, they won't leave me or they won't, you know, abandon me because I'm, I'm pleasing them. I'm making sure they have everything they need. I'm doing everything I can to make them happy. Even if it means abandoning your own happiness, you will, you'll be willing to do anything to make this person notice you or to be happy with you. But sometimes you could people please and the people don't even care. It's like they don't even notice that you're doing stuff to make them happy or they take advantage of it. So another thing is you can overgive in your relationships. So relationships are about equal give and take. If you're doing all the giving and the other person is either doing a little bit of the giving or no giving at all, it's automatically going to throw you out of alignment. It's, it's going to, it's not going to work because you're not supposed to be just over giving of yourself and not getting anything in return. It is not healthy. If you're the one doing everything to make someone else happy 
and they're doing nothing to give that that energy back to you. And you're doing this all because you don't want somebody to leave. But in your mind, you're still thinking, well, they're going to leave anyway. But let me just do this just so they won't leave. But they're, they will eventually leave if, you know, they're not in alignment. If you're not in alignment, they're going to leave. And there's nothing you can do to stop that. So also, you'll have a huge issue with, with trusting you will not trust that a person really loves you for who you are, or you won't trust that a person will be in your life because you dealt with mistrust before you, or you dealt with abandonment. When somebody leaves you, even if they tell you, I'll never leave you, I'll never go anywhere. Or if a person say you have a loved one that passes away and they tell you, I'll always be there for you. I'll always be around. You put in your head, Okay, this person will always be around. And then when they pass away, it's like, you told me you will always be here. But they can't help the fact that they passed away. They can't help that. And it's not like they purposely left you. It's just that they had to go. This, you know, and some people feel like if a person passes away, say like a grandparent that's been stable in your life, your whole life, and they pass away, it's like, what am I supposed to do now? Who's going to be here for me now? Who's going to guide me? Who's going to love me? Who's going to do this? And I know it's hard to think in the opposite direction or to be like, okay, I'm okay. I'm fine. But this person is gone. Because if you're so used to having something your whole life and it gets ripped away, it's very uncomfortable. It's very uneasy. It's very sad. And it's okay to feel sad about it. It's okay to feel uncomfortable. But... The key is to work through it and to have healthy styles of coping, not unhealthy styles of coping, because it's not going to do anything for your mind. It's just going to keep you in the same unhealthy cycle over and over again. And it's going to cause you not to trust people when they tell you things. So I know for me, it was hard for me to, it's it's still hard for me to trust people. If somebody tells me, Oh, I love you. I'm going to be there for you no matter what, or I'm always there for you. In my mind, I was, I would sabotage myself. Like this person really, if, if they do one thing to, you know, upset me, it's like, oh, okay. I knew it. I knew this person wasn't right for me. I knew this person was this. I knew this person was that. So I'm not going to trust nothing. They say they could, they could apologize. They can do things differently. In my mind, I'm still thinking, I still can't trust you. Why are you even here? I can't even trust you. And then they, when they leave, it's when they have left, I'm like, well, why did you leave? Blah, blah, blah. It's like you can't have it both ways. <laughs> and it's nothing wrong with trusting people. And if you if a person shows you that they can't they can't be trusted. OK, fine. You cannot be trusted. I'm going to move on, but I'm not going to carry that with me to other people. I'm not going to do that because. The other person doesn't deserve that, you know. It's you can't mistrust everything and everybody. It's just not healthy. And we also may have experience pushing others away to avoid rejection. So you can be in a relationship or a friendship or even, you know, on a job or anything like that, and it could be going so well. And everything could be just right, lined up just right, you know. And your your feelings will get deep or you'll start trusting or, you know, then all of a sudden you'll say, well, hold on. Let me push this person away before they leave me. Let me push them away to avoid hurt. So I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put up a, a I'm going to block them. I'm going to let them in. Then I'm going to boom, block them. I'm going to block you. So my feelings won't get hurt. But, or they push people away so people can't get too close into their feelings because you might have experienced that like with in a relationship you really love somebody so much and you really just felt like this was it and then boom they you start finding out they lying they cheating they doing this they doing that and it's like it crushes it will crush your heart and soul so you okay after that one experience you're like okay so I ain't never gonna let nobody else in I ain't never going to trust nobody else. I ain't going to never let nobody get that close to my heart again. So 
I'm a, I'm a, I'm a real man. Let them feel like I care about them or I'm going to show them I care about them a little bit. But as soon as they get too close, boom, I'm going to block them. I'm going to reject them before they reject me or I'm going to leave them before they leave me. So that way I protect myself. No matter how it makes them feel, I'll be protected. But that's still unhealthy. That's unhealthy. Or you might feel insecure in your romantic partnerships or friendships. Like you might feel like you're not good enough or, you know, you're not doing enough or you're not special enough or you're not pretty enough or whatever. And you feel like because you're not enough, they will leave you for somebody who you think is enough. But it might not even be the case. And if you're not, if if you are not what somebody else wants, there is always somebody else out there who will appreciate everything about you. Okay, so we also might have codependency. You might experience codependency. So you feel like you you need, you know, someone or you need, you know, to be or, or it might not even have to be a person. You might feel like you need the TV to keep you company. Like if there's silence, you can't handle it. You have to have the TV on when you sleep or you have to have the the phone you know, you always have to be watching something that you can't be in silence or you always, always have to be around people. You can't be by yourself. Like you develop codependency issues because of abandonment. You don't want to be totally alone. You don't want to be totally abandoned. I used to feel like that when I was little, like I didn't want to be, I used to stay up all night because you should scare me to be in the dark by myself because, you know, I, I just didn't want to be by myself at all. I wanted to have something somebody something because it was just scary to me to be by myself I couldn't handle it and when I didn't have the tv or the light on or something like that I would I would try to sneak and read a book just to occupy my mind to keep me from feeling like I wasn't alone but codependency is very toxic and it teaches you to cope in a very unhealthy way. And you also have, um, you you need constant reassurance. So you'll need people to constantly say, oh, you're beautiful. You're great. You're talented. You're this. You're that. Great at work. Great job on that, that, great job on that assignment or great job closing that deal. Blah, blah, blah. You need the whole world to tell you or constantly show you that you're great. Or that, you know, you are loved or you're beautiful or you're this, you know. And really, you don't even need that. All you need is to, for yourself. Like, you need to know that you are enough. Like, you're great. You are talented. You are beautiful. You are amazing. Your ideas are great. If you believe this, that's the most powerful thing you can have. Because at the end of the, of the day, it doesn't really matter if other people validate you. Yeah, it's a good thing to feed your ego, but the same way that they can give you all this praise, they can turn around the next moment and decide they don't like your ideas. Then what are you going to do? Stop doing what you love to do or stop being who you are just because that person doesn't like it? Nah. And another thing that we have is um, we'll, we tend to stay no matter what. We, we, we stand, tend to stay in relationships or situations no matter how bad it hurts us, no matter how unhealthy it is for us, no matter how um, painful it is. We stick around just so we don't have to be alone, just to feel like we are somebody or we're special. And just so we feel like we're loved. When in all actuality, you know, it might be time for you to move on. But you don't want to let it go. Because you feel like if I let this go, if I walk away, they might not like me. Or they might not love me. Or they might be mad at me. Or they might talk about me. Or they might turn everybody against me. Blah, blah, blah. But it's all illusions. It's all a trick of the mind. In some instances, people will have the need to control other people. So they feel better about not being abandoned. 
So they feel like they have to control every single thing about someone else or what people do. Because if they feel like they're in control, they feel like, okay. Like, for instance, you can't control if somebody walks out your life. Like, you can't control that. But if you control someone else and you control who they are and who they're around and what they do, you, you have power over them. You have that power. You won't feel powerless. You won't feel like, you know, you can't walk out of my life because I'm holding, dangling this over you. You can't leave me because I'm dangling this over you. What are you going to do? Like, you can't do anything about this. And that's very toxic. Um, and also, we tend to stay in toxic or unhealthy relationships or we move quickly from one relationship to the next because we cannot handle being alone. We have to have the next quick fix. Instead of taking time to heal from the last relationship or the last friendship, we want to jump into something else just to distract us or occupy our time so we can put a Band-Aid over the wound and keep it moving. And that is not healthy at all. And I, for one, know how that feels. I'm just going to be a little transparent here. I know how that feels because I use, sometimes I take a long time to jump from one relationship to another. But it's like, okay, you feel like when you get out of this relationship, because I'm a relationship person. Like, I like being in relationships. I like um, having someone to share happiness with or, you know, just to... Sh- show them love, you know, because that's, that's what's in my heart. But the mistake I've made in the past is I didn't heal from the last relationship before getting into a new relationship. And so you tend to carry those fears with you from one place to the next, not even realizing that you're doing it. And sometimes like, I wouldn't think that people would just leave me, but it might be in my mind that, you know, I have to make this person extremely happy or else they would look for other ways to be happy. When in all actuality, I didn't have to do that at all because if someone really loved me, if they really care for me, I, I shouldn't have to do that. All I would have to do is be happy and bring my happiness to, to meet with their happiness, you know? And, or I would try to fix, fix the situation, fix people, you know, and maybe I feel like, oh, if I help fix you, then you'll be happy with me. You wouldn't want to leave me. You'll be there. No, that's not, no. <laughs> it's not going to, that, that doesn't work <laughs> at all. <laughs> and another thing um, we might do is sabotage our relationships. We can have really good relationships with people, um, friendships or, you know, job relationships or romantic relationships or relationships within our families, and we sabotage it just bec- just so, you know, we won't get the short end of the stick. And we don't even know if we're going to get the short end of the stick. But, you know, we sabotage it. And you might have a great thing going, and you'll say, you know what, I'm, nope, nope. I'm not I'm not going to go down this the road I went down last time, so let me cut this off before I keep it going. Or let me purposely go and cheat on this person so they can break up with me. So I don't have to, you know, deal with this or deal with that. You or let me go, let me lie to this person. Even though I know they don't like lying, I'm just gonna lie to them just because I'm just gonna sabotage it so they can, you know, do this or do that. You know, it's it's crazy. But we do this to ourselves. And we also can experience lack of emotional intimacy because you want to, you don't want to get too close to a person just for them to leave you. So you may not express how you really feel. You may not show emotion or you might not, um, let them close to your heart or, you know, let them see you cry or let them see you vulnerable or, you know, share your ideas or, you know, laugh and talk with them because you don't want them to get too close to you just to walk away from you. And if like I gave you a piece of my heart just for you to take it with you or just to rip it out or just 
blah, blah, blah. You don't let people get close because you don't want them to leave. You don't want, or if you, sometimes people might feel like if you really knew the real me, you wouldn't want to be here. But how do you know that if you never shared it with somebody? And if somebody can't accept the real you or who you really are inside, then they need to walk away. They need to be out of your life. They do. They don't need to be around you. They don't need to be a part of you. If they can't handle who you really are without putting on a mask or a facade, then they really don't care about you. And that'll, that'll show you who people re- that person really is. And then you can say, okay, well, fine. You don't want to accept who I really am, but you don't need to be in my life. Simple as that. You heal from that and you keep it moving and you find your own happiness. Okay. So experiencing abandonment issues as a child, it will follow you into adulthood if it's not properly taken care of. And we may find that we are drawn to people who will treat us poorly and who eventually leave us. And this reinforces our fears and distrust of other people. So these issues, like I said, they follow you into adulthood and you're just drawn to these people who are emotionally unavailable. Because in your childhood, you might have dealt with somebody who was emotionally unavailable or physically unavailable. So you naturally just tend to go with what you know. And it's scary to do something different. It's scary to be vulnerable or it's scary to get attached to somebody or build relationships with someone who's, who has a healthy way of living or a healthy mindset. Because you're so used to being around something unhealthy. So we have to really stop these fears and issues in childhood as a child. And it's normal for, we have to look for the signs. Even if like, say you have a child, you have to look for the sign of abandonment issues early. So you can transform these things before it gets too, too deep. And if you are past the the childhood stage yourself, and as an adult, you realize that you have the same patterns in your life or you don't understand what's going on, it's it's good to go ahead and deal with that. So you can your children don't have to go through it, or you know, you can help another child that you might know around you. So as a child, it's normal to miss a parent or a familiar loved one or caregiver or something like that. But usually after around the age of three, it should subside. But sometimes um, it does not. But if you notice some signs, well, let me just show you some signs to look out for. If a child is suffering from separation anxiety or abandonment issues, because it can get very severe. And it can continue for a long time. And all abandonment issues is is anxiety. It's anxiety. It's anxiety that is very crippling. And it's very depressing. And it's very hurtful. So some things to look for in a child is if they have constant worry about abandonment. If they have a constant worry about if somebody's not going to come back. And if you see anxiety or panic attacks when being dropped off at school or at daycare, um, it's different if a kid like, no, I, I want my mom or something like that. But if every day that you do this or, you know, at least two or three times a week that you drop a kid off and they just lose it and they cannot calm down, then this is something to watch out for. And if a child has excessive clinginess or extreme clinginess, like you can't bust a move without them. You can't use the bathroom without them. You can't, you know, talk to somebody else without them. You can't do anything without this child. And they always want to be constantly up under you, like always up under you. That is a sign of abandonment issues or anxiety. And if the kid is afraid to be alone, even at bedtime after a certain age or after a certain period, it's not because they're scared of the dark. It's because they're afraid to be alone. They're afraid to be, they have anxiety about being by themselves. They do. And if a child isolates themselves, say a child only wants to be in their room um, and they don't want to interact with nobody else, other kids or 
other adults or something like that. Isolation is not a good thing. I know for a fact that I used to do that. I used to isolate myself. I want to be in my room by myself all the time. It's because if I'm by myself, nobody can hurt me if I'm by myself. Nobody can treat me poorly if I'm by myself. You know, I detach myself and want to be alone. I still find myself doing this in adulthood. And I had, that's why I had to take time to assess what was going on with myself. Because I found myself being in a period of wanting to be in isolation for too long. It's nothing wrong with taking time out to get in touch with yourself. But after that point, at that point of being in touch with yourself, if you still find it hard to come out of isolation, it's a problem. It's a reason why you're feeling that way. So also, if you, if a child is dealing with so low self-esteem, like they feel worthless, they feel like they are not good enough for anything or they can't do something or whatever, that's low self-esteem. Or if they feel like they're not pretty enough or handsome enough or, you know, thin enough or whatever enough, that's a serious sign to, to look for an abandonment. Like that is a huge abandonment issue because most of the time when a child, like say a parent gets divorced, the parents get divorced. They feel like it's their fault. It's something they did or they weren't good enough for. And it's like, it's nothing. It has nothing to do with that. There's no reason why a child shouldn't feel good about themselves. It's no reason why a child shouldn't be happy and what they have or what they're doing. They, there's no reason why that should happen. And a child should never feel like they're too big or too small or too this or too that or not good enough or their 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 ideas aren't good enough or their creativity or imagination isn't enough. There's there's no reason why a child should feel that way because it will develop into something toxic. So please look for those signs in children to see if, you know, They might be suffering from abandonment issues. And children will develop unhealthy ways of coping with abandonment issues. Um, And these addictions or ways of coping definitely start and develop in childhood. And that can include addictions. um, Addicted to the TV, addicted to the tablet, addicted to... to, you know, this or that or whatever, you know, eating disorders. Children can develop eating disorders. Um, I know this is something that happened to me. I developed an eating disorder. Um, I had an unhealthy relationship with food. I still do, and I'm working through that. And I didn't know why I had an unhealthy relationship with food. But now I know why I had an unhealthy relationship with food because of the addictions I picked up as a child with my abandonment issues. I picked up these habits. And another one is lashing out at others, either physically or verbally. When a child feels harmed or feel alone or feel like they've been mistreated, they will lash out. Some of these kids is walking around here lashing out, acting all crazy and stuff. It's it's best that you figure out why they're doing this because it's a reason why they're doing this. It's not just because they want to do it. It's a reason why they're doing it. And I know a lot of the old school way is um, just go ahead and beat him real quick because he don't know, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he ain't going to act like that, blah, blah. And then the child grows up and gets no type of help, no type of love, no type of understanding at all. And you wonder why this person is in and out of jail or on dope or, you know, eating 500 pounds or not eating and, and it's 50 pounds when they're 21 years old, you know, barely clinging on to life. You wonder why, because they have to cope. They have to push things down the side or instead of learning how to express themselves or figuring out why they feel that way, they just ignore it and they they suppress things and it just comes out and lashing out physically or verbally. And that comes to the next thing, which is self-harm. Kids will cut themselves, cut on themselves. Kids will do dangerous things because they don't care about themselves because they figure out if somebody don't, if these people don't care about me, why should I care about myself? And that's really sad. And a lot of this tends to happen with adopted children or children who go from home to home or may experience separation um, from the other opposite parent, from a you know a different parent or caregiver. 
And these, these behaviors are due to feeling abandoned. So some of the behaviors that they might go through is aggression and anger, angry behavior. So sometimes if a child is adopted and they don't know why they're being passed around or they, they feel like, oh, my mom didn't want me. So she gave me to somebody else. They might feel angry and they might experience, exhibit aggression because how else will they, how else can they get this out? How else can they express how they feel? And some kids might withdraw. They might go within themselves and not, you know, have human interaction because they don't want to. They don't want to open up and give give of themselves because they feel like it's no point in doing that. I'm just going to get hurt. So why? Um, kids might experience self-image image issues, thinking that something is wrong with them when there's really nothing wrong with them at all. Everybody is different. Nobody has to be exactly the same. And so a child might experience difficulty sleeping or nightmares because the things that you go through, the traumas that you go through follow you in your sleep. If it's something that you're constantly thinking about, you're going to dream about it. So this is something to really be cautious about and to help a child, you know, properly transition if they've been adopted or passed around or if a person that they love leaves them explain what's going on to a child don't say well you stay in a child's place or a child should know this or a child should know that yes they should it's certain things that a child should know and especially they should feel loved and um, cared for and comforted and if you know, the immediate people that they're in care of doesn't give this to them. If you are able to do that, please do that. Please give that child the comfort of knowing that they're okay. There's nothing wrong with them. Um, and sometimes people may leave your life, but that doesn't mean that you did anything or something wrong with you. And a loss of a loved one, like a parent or a caregiver or a romantic partner can cause these severe abandonment issues. And um, there might have been an acute trauma or a specific incidents that happened in your life that caused the abandonment anxiety, like um, divorce or separation or even death. And sometimes a loved one does not have to, to be physically absent, but it could be that they are emotionally absent. So emotional abandonment is sometimes more severe or cause it can cause more anxiety than actual physical abandonment because you can you can be in a house with someone or you can live with someone and you know they can be emotionally detached or emotionally unavailable for you and it may, it'll still make you feel alone you can be in a relationship with someone and still feel alone and still feel like you are not enough or you're not worthy of someone's love and that can hurt more than physical because sometimes for some people out of sight, out of mind, like if you don't see this person or you don't hear from this person, you tend to forget about them and it doesn't really hurt you that much. But if you're sitting in the room or sitting in a house with somebody that you can't even talk to or doesn't even act like they care about who you are, that can hurt deeper than somebody that you never see. So sometimes um, being... Abandoned may not even have an effect on someone. So sometimes some people don't even, it doesn't bother them that they're abandoned. They don't care. They'd rather be with themselves anyway. So not everybody that deals with abandonment has issues. But if you do see that, you know, someone is acting differently or exhibiting some of the traits I have already explained, then it's very possible that they have that anxiety um, issue with abandonment. And there are other things or traumas that play ro a role in having abandonment issues. Um, things like abuse or poverty may play a very big role or not receiving the proper emotional support can also trigger anxiety. And when these issues are not addressed with the, with the proper treatment, it makes it harder for a person to form 
um, healthy and secure relationships with others and lead a happy, fulfilling life. So, like I said, it doesn't, it's other things that are traumatic. Like, say you're used to having money, lots of money, and one day you lose it all. It's like, oh my gosh, what am I worth? Because some people use money, it's, it's, they use that to place value on themselves. Like, if I don't have this certain amount of money, then I'm worthless. If I don't have this type of car, I'm worthless. If I don't have this type of house, I'm worthless. Or I'm not enough. Or this person will leave me if I'm if I'm broke. Or this person won't, won't give me a chance if I'm broke. Because of, of what you've heard or what you've experienced before. Like, say you was married before. You were in a prominent relationship before. And you lost everything. And a person left you solely because you lost everything. You're going to carry that trauma with you. So you're going to work yourself to death. So you can keep up this image or facade. So a person can love you or be around you. When in all actuality, things happen in life. You know, things happen. You might fall off for a second. But if somebody really loves you, they'll stick with you no matter what. That you, which would, you know, not anything. Like if you're abusing them, nah, they ain't going to stick with you. But say you, are, you know, have a good heart and you, you lose everything. You know, a person that really loves you will be like, okay, it's all right. You know, your money ain't who you are. That's not the reason why I love you. I love you because of who you are. And I know you're smart enough to get back on your feet or let me help you get back on your feet or something like that, you know. Um, but some people can't handle it because they feel like if they lose it, then the person won't be with them. Or because of these songs that you hear in the mainstream media, like I don't want no scrub or if you can't buy me this, then you ain't worth nothing. Or if you can't do this for me, then you ain't worth nothing. It's like, okay. So it triggers things. It triggers people's minds to, you know, feel like they're not worth anything if they don't have certain things. Okay, so let's look at, I just know that if you are dealing with these things, please seek some help. Please, and if you willing, if you consciously know that you're dealing with this or you consciously know a child is dealing with this, please get some help. Please do, because it, it honestly does help with how you handle certain relationships with people or how you handle your relationship with yourself. How you view yourself. If you don't have a healthy relationship with yourself, how can you have a relationship with somebody else that's healthy? It is not possible. You can fake it all you want to, but in the end, everything will be exposed. The truth will eventually be exposed. You you might be in a relationship with somebody that's dealing with abandonment issues. And at first, they might try to act like they don't have that issue. Like everything's all good. But you will slowly but surely see certain things like they'll be possessive or clingy or they'll try to do everything for you or you know they don't care if you treat them bad as long as you're there they don't care if you cheat on them as long as you're there they don't care if you beat them up as long as you're there they don't care if you know you lose you know they don't care what you do as long as you're there that's crazy that that's really unhealthy okay so let's look at some some ways that you can heal, you know, some ways that you can provide treatment or get treatment or, you know, just move past, work through your abandonment issues. So exploring our experiences of abandonment can help you get down to the root cause of the issue. In order to heal something, you have to get to the root of it. You have to get to the 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 you have to try to remember the first experience that made you feel that way. And if you can't remember the first experience, try to remember experiences that caused this for you. Because if you don't get to the root of it, it's going to keep popping up and you're not going to be prepared. If you don't know why you're doing something, you don't know how to fix it or you don't know how to heal it or, you know, move forward from it. So... It's always best to go deal with the root of it. And if it's too painful to do on your own, please seek some help from a therapist or a spiritual healer or somebody who has experience with healing the situation. 
And this will help you to identify and address the patterns of negative thoughts that really hold you back. And this will help you to learn how to reverse those negative thought patterns or behaviors and turn them into something positive. Because our mind, our mind is our biggest enemy sometimes. Because our soul or our spirit can say, hey, you're good. You're, you're okay. You're great. Don't worry about this. But our mind will be like, no, no, no. Mm-mm, remember this? Mm-mm, remember that? Nope. You, you, mm-mm. don't you do it. Don't you give your heart away. Don't you love that person. Because remember the last time you loved somebody? Look how they did you. They walked away from you or they abused you or they treated you wrong. They took all your money. They didn't care nothing about you. So you'll start looking at the person like, okay, you're going to do this to me or this is going to happen. So let me shut down or let me go and push you away or let me go ahead and block you right now because I'm not about to go through that. But it could be the best thing that ever happened to you. But you're going to lose it. You're going to miss out. And when you t- transmute something negative into something positive, it'll get you in the habit of thinking in a positive manner and you'll attract more positive things in your life. And this will also help you to have a health, more healthy lifestyle. And with therapy or, or spiritual healing, you can learn to establish setting healthy boundaries in relationships and for yourself. And doing this will allow us to avoid codependency and people-pleasing behaviors and pushing people away and etc. And therapy for children, there are different therapy methods that um, different psychologists or healers do with children and um, they may consist of play therapy, art therapy, or family therapy, or just talking to a child and getting getting them to get in touch with who they are inside and getting them to get in touch with the things that they have experienced and to let them know that it's okay. You're okay. You know, there's nothing wrong with you. Get Let them get out how they feel. Don't just say, well, you'll be all right. You'll be all right. You'll be okay. Get over it. I had to deal with it when I was little. You'll be fine. Look at me now. And you could be dealing with all kinds of craziness. But you just, you know... Well, I don't know what to tell you. Well, I don't know how to deal with that. Well, you you sound crazy. Um, quit being a crybaby. Quit being this and that. Like, no. What? Mm-mm. No. Get that baby some help. You know? And for the people who are supporting someone with abandonment issues, please listen carefully, okay? Because... Dealing with abandonment issues is very tough. It's very hard. It's very painful. It's very um, traumatizing. So please, whatever you do, stay calm when having a conversation with somebody who's dealing with abandonment issues. Even when the person tends to provoke you, okay? What they're doing is they are trying to test their theory that they are right about being rejected or they're trying to push you away so you won't be close to them. So they won't have to say goodbye to you, you know, in the end. But if you really love this person, please stay calm during the conversations. Because some people with abandonment issues do lash out. Like, they lash out. I know I've done it. I've done it plenty of times. I've been very aggressive sometimes in my conversations. I've been very um, hurt. And I just, you know, I have let that control, like, the conversation, like I, somebody might just say something simple and I'd be like, what, what you mean by that? You know, go off the deep end for no reason. So also please avoid pushing for answers and allow the person to open up in their own time. Like don't interrogate this person. Like don't make them, don't make them do anything. If, they want to talk about something or if they want to give you the answers for something, allow them to do it in their own time because you can't control somebody and you can't, you know, create a deeper wound. They'll talk about it if they want to. If they don't want to, they're not ready. And please reply with honesty and let them know how their behaviors affects others. So be very honest with someone who has abandonment issues. Do not lie to them. That's part of the reason why they have abandonment issues because people have lied to them or people have given them reasons to mistrust. You do not want to further that that trauma and create mistrust between you and that person. You don't want to do that. 
Okay, so and let them know like, hey, you're lashing out or your isolation or your withdrawal or you're pushing me away. It affects not just me. It affects this person, too. Or we just, you know, we're here for you. You don't have to push us away, blah, blah, blah. Um, and for children, to support the children, if you're supporting a child with abandonment issues, please provide reassurance of love and support to the child. Please let them know, hey, you are loved. You are supported. You are cared for. Just because this person did this doesn't mean you're not loved. You're still loved. And try to establish a routine and communicate it to the child, like, Try to establish some type of consistency with a kid because it it lessens the anxiety. If everything's always up in the air and they don't know what's going on, it might create, you know, trigger a trauma of being abandoned or not knowing what's going on. And please encourage the child to express their feelings and react in those feelings in a neutral and non-judgmental way so react to those feelings so encourage a child like how do you feel about this and you know tell me what's going on with you why are you why are you crying or why are you drawing what's what's going on how do you feel and if they say well i just miss my dad or i just miss my mom don't be like well you'll be all right they'll be around or if they don't well so what blah 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 don't do that let them express how they really feel and in a neutral non-judgmental way just let them know, hey, okay, so you feel sad because your dad's gone or your mom's gone? Okay, well, just know that you're still loved and loved and I, I support you and how you feel. I love you and I care for you. I support you and how you feel. Let's look for some ways to, you know, help you get rid of that feeling, okay? So that's something you can do to help a kid. So let's look at a few more healthy ways that you can um, heal from abandonment issues. So you need to address those negative thoughts when they arise and they come up and replace them with realistic ones. So say in your mind you're thinking, well, let me go ahead and break up with this guy before he break up with me. Let me get on out the way. Because I know he been he ain't he ain't satisfied with me. I know ain't enough blah blah blah. Replace it with a realistic thought like okay. Let me just try this out. Let let's see how it goes. And if he does, if he doesn't think I'm enough, well there's somebody out there who is enough, and you know or somebody out there for me, or I'm enough. You know, I don't have to, it, it doesn't matter if he doesn't feel like I'm enough. It does not matter. As long as I know I'm enough, it doesn't matter if he does. Because if he feels like I'm not enough for him, he is more than welcome to go. And somebody else will take his place. Okay. So practice self-care, like try to exercise. You don't have to be like a cross-country fitness guru, but <laughs> try to move around um, and take care of your body. Try to take care of, um, create some healthy eating habits because one of the, the um, one of the things that you can fall into is an eating disorder, and you'll tend to overeat or you tend to not eat, you know, to cope with certain habits, you know, certain to cope with certain traumas. So try to establish a healthy eating habit, and in your mind, food is not bad. Food is not your enemy. It's your mind that's bad. It's your mind that's an, that's your enemy sometimes. You know, um, some people, you know, they eat something and they might eat a piece of chocolate and feel like, oh, my God, I'm a horrible person for eating this chocolate. Oh, my God, I'm getting 10 pounds for eating this chocolate, blah, blah, blah. Look at this. Okay. I wanted some chocolate. I ate this chocolate. Um, it's okay. It was really good. You know, it really gave me some peace or some whatever. Now I'm going to, you know, go take a walk and walk this chocolate off. You know, maybe I shouldn't eat so much, but, you know, it is what it is. Okay. And also you can stay connected to others by building solid friendships and, you know, a solid community of people that's around you. And getting involved in a community of support, like 
getting in a support group or, you know, being around people who have a positive mindset or the same mindset as you that want healing, you know, and just need somebody to lean on. Um, also make time for hobbies you enjoy that bring you happiness and joy. Either if, even if it's doing it alone or with other people, you know, don't, don't feel bad about being alone doing it and don't shy away from doing things with other people. Um, seek help if you need to, please do, because it's nothing worse than going in the same cycle over and over again and hurting yourself over and over again when you can truly be happy. You can truly have healing and happiness, especially if you're trying to break generational curses. It can free up people in your family. Even if, say it's your aunt and your, you know, your grandmother or your cousin, they're still alive, you know, it can free them from the hold of the generational curse. You can, you can heal your whole family bloodline just by overcoming certain traumas that more than one person deals with. Okay. And, um, I'm just going to give you a one of my favorite crystals to use that will help you, well, two of my favorite crystals <laughs> that will help you with um, dealing with abandonment issues. And one of them is Cornelian. Cornelian is oh, so beautiful, y'all. Oh, it's so beautiful. It's like the most beautiful brown, like amber caramel color you could ever see. It's, it's, it's so, it's like deep. But what Carnelian does, it anchors you in the present moment. It, it helps you to remember, you know, to to focus on the present and not keep getting hurt, dipping into the past all the time or letting those past traumas take over your present life. Or it keeps you from jumping away ahead in the future and thinking, OK, this person going to leave me or this person, you know, thinking about something that hasn't even happened yet. And it also protects you from against envy and rage and things like that. Um, it has everything to do with your sacral chakra. And sometimes we store um, traumas and, you know, especially sexual trauma or just traumas in general in our sacral chakra. Our womb or our sacral chakra is a place that we're supposed to create. And we're supposed to, you know, we're supposed to have happiness and joy. Those things come from there. So if that's blocked or if that's, you know, um, not healthy or not, you know, regulated, then you will go in the same cycle and you won't be free from it. So carnelian is really good. And another crystal I like to, to use is orange calcite. And the deeper the, the orange, the better. Orange calcite helps you with feeling like belonging or it helps you feel like home. Like you, you are home. Where you live is not your home. You are home. Wherever you are, that's home. So Carnelian, um, I'm sorry, orange calcite helps you with feeling like you belong and helps you feeling like home. Okay. So those are two crystals that can really help. Um, also meditating and um, focusing on your sacral chakra can help with that. Also your root chakra. Um, dealing with your root chakra can help with abandonment issues. So just take some time and you don't even have to, sometimes, you know, just listen to some, go on YouTube and listen to some music to help balance your, your sacral chakra, to help you balance your solar plexus or help you um, balance your root chakra. Um, cause you store a lot of traumas in your root chakra as well. So just go in there and just listen, just get in a quiet place by yourself or in the car or wherever you are and just let the music take you to a place of healing um just have it in your ears or, or look at positive affirmations online look up positive affirmations for abandonment healing abandonment issues or to help heal your sacral chakra or your root chakra or your solar plexus chakra so you know you can always find those types of um information on the internet or in different types of books if you have it so just take the time to take care of yourself and know that if someone leaves you, it's okay. They were meant to be out of your life. And if, if say they're, they're leaving to get themselves together, if they come back and if they come back in a healthy way, it's meant for you to be with that person or be around that person or have them in your life. But if they never come back, they're not supposed to be there in the first place. And it's always somebody out there that's willing to love you 
even better than what they did. Or it's always space for you to love yourself and see where life takes you. So don't be afraid to do that, okay? And I love you guys. <laughs> I love you guys. I don't know if that helps, but I just want to let y'all know that. <laughs> I love you. And if you ever need help with anything or if you ever feel like you're alone and you don't know what else to do, you can always reach out to me. Um, and I will, you know, I will do the best I can to be there for you to let you know your love. If, if it's just like a small message or something like that. So, um, yeah, get some help. And uh, for those that's helping someone else, just be patient, you know, be loving. And if you don't have the patience for it, if you don't have the stomach for it, then don't do it. Don't, don't, don't do it. <laughs> so let's, let me leave you with this affirmation real quick. And we're going to wrap this thing up. All right. I appreciate y'all for hanging in there with me and listening to me talk <laughs> and listening to me. I appreciate it, you guys. And I just want to, you know, help someone else. I do. So this affirmation goes like this. And you take a deep breath. <sighs> okay. Make room for it. And you can say, I can find comfort in myself and peace in peace I'm sorry and peace in quiet moments I love and accept myself and I don't need the company of others to feel happiness I break through illusions of loneliness abandonment and emptiness I am confident and comfortable when doing things alone okay I hope that really helped and blessed your spirit like it blessed mine, child. Yes. So that's that's our conversation about abandonment issues today. Please help a child if you see them in need. Please help an adult if you see this. That's what's going on with them. You know, let them come to their own terms. If they come to you for help, you know, refer them to my podcast. Maybe that'll shed some light and help them out with some things. You know, share this this podcast, you guys. And if you would like to donate, there is a button um, on here where you can donate to my podcast. This will help me um, be able to, you know, get better equipment and, you know, add more things to the podcast and to help grow this, this podcast station. Okay. So I love you guys so much. You can reach me at Queen Brina CEO on Instagram, Sabrina Smith on Facebook. And as always, may you fly higher than the galaxy, dripping in love and light. Let's go, family. Namaste. Have a good day.